It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. everybody to another episode of phnx sons podcast i'm Lindsay. that's saul that's gerald that's espo and friday got a lot more fun now that this show has popped off we're gonna have to wait until towards a little bit closer towards the end of the show yeah the rest of it's gonna be boring but the end stick around (laughs) but when we talk about bread i mean jesus i literally feel like i'm on death row right now and I've just been given my last meal, and I'm just walking down the hallway waiting to be executed. Dead That's how much I'm looking forward to the end of the show. It's so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a blast. Um, and it stemmed from the Discord. So I think you guys will enjoy it as mm-hmm. well. Uh, we got a fun thing at the end of the show that's like fun as in like chaotic, right? Yes. We do have fun stuff planned for you ahead of that. But that's going to be the chaos. Are you guys excited? I'm excited. Yes, yeah. I actually did a big board this time, like fully, you. fully researched big board in order, not just here's a list of things that maybe I'll pick or not. No, I'm I'm all in this time. Oh, I know what I'm selecting. It's oh. right here. I I did it. These guys are ready. Yeah, look at that. Hey, oh, I put I, a list I, on my. I we, we are ready. I came mm-hmm. up with some things. Thank you for catching that. All right, before we get to the bread conversation, we do have a lot of sons things to get. Um, to talk about here, as we have been for the last couple of weeks, we've been taking a deep dive into the newcomers and the re-signees for the Phoenix Suns. Today, we're going to be taking a look at Josh Akogi. Josh Akogi, of course, was one of just two free agents that the Suns brought back from last season. He's on a two-year contract with the second year being a player option. We know a lot about what Josh brings to the table and what his weaknesses are. I think the biggest strength we can all agree upon is the point of attack defense. But then the three-point shooting is a little sus up and down. (laughs) Yeah. I think sus is the fair way to to (laughs) say it. I mean, honestly, like I would even say it was below average outside of like a month and a half streak that he had Mm. uh, December to January. Outside of that, he he was pretty anemic from three. Unreliable, more importantly. And that's... And this offense with these guys, and you saw it in the playoffs, that's what's got to change. If he wants to, if he wants consistent minutes um, over other guys that that might be able to not drop off as much on the defensive end and give you more on the offensive end, he's going to have to play better and he's going to have to shoot better. But you know, we talked to him at summer league, and he he talked about that was a major point of emphasis for him this offseason, and he's focused on it. And he's shooting every day, and hell, if he could shoot like he was doing in the ABL, he's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those weird things where you look at his season in October through December, 
shot 24%. January through February, 42%. And then March, the rest of the way, it was 32% again. So he did have a career best season from three. That was a very low bar for him to clear. <laughs> um, but it is one of those things where come playoff time, if you go back and, and look through the film of the threes he was getting, defenses weren't even bothering to like contest near yeah. the end and that that's a problem and that's something that they'll need him to make those shots it was like one of those eh, all right. right i think yeah. jamal murray and one of them literally like waved him yeah. off and ran to the basket to get yeah. the rebound like th those are the plays that the suns will need him or whoever is in his place to hit and it's one of those things where if you look at the sun's goals for next season i think there needs to be a split between regular season and playoffs because I do think for the 82 grind of a regular season, for building chemistry, for not putting as much on the plates of Booker and Beal, you can make a strong case for a Kogi being the fifth starter just because he will guard opposing point guards that you probably don't want Booker or Beal to have to worry about. Mm -hmm. You also then don't have to worry about him sharing the floor with Jordan Goodwin when they occupy a very similar role in terms of kind of non-shooters, defensive pests in the backcourt. But I think playoff time, you could very much make the case that like you should start KBD or maybe somebody else if he's incapable of knocking down those shots that really hurt you in the playoffs last year. What strikes me with him is how young he still is. He's mm -hmm. 24. Uh, you know, so there's there's still room for growth there. I mean, I don't think he'll ever become a consistent 42% shooter like we saw in that stretch. But even if he gets to that 35 mark mm -hmm. this year, that makes it uh, makes it palatable to have him out there in those open situations. And his defense is exactly what this team needs at the point of attack, like you're talking about. They need a guy that can can shut people down, and he was fantastic at it. Your piece goes into, into great depth on that today, Gerald, and there's that video clip in there of him poking the ball away, getting steals, being a real pain in the ass mm -hmm. to the guy he's defending. And I think this starting lineup needs that kind of attitude this year. I do want to take a moment to apologize uh, to Lindsay for stealing your moniker uh, halfway through the season and saying he was a knockdown three-point shooter because <laughs> I do feel like the moment we did that and embraced <laughs> how great he was, mm. he absolutely started tanking. He really did. So, hey. Yeah. It was so, disappointing. That one's on me. Honestly, like it was, <laughs> I will say though, even though it didn't last as long as we would have liked, mm -hmm. it was a fun period of time. Yeah. And it was a, it was also extra fun because we were missing our star player and Devin Booker at that point in time too. So we were already a little hurt. Mm -hmm. So having Josh Okogie pop off in that way, even if it was just for a month and a half or so, was still really fun to see. But mm -hmm. as well, to your point about him being so young and, maybe potentially still seeing a little bit of growth in his game. That was something that he did talk to Saul about at Summer League. Uh, Josh Okoge said when he was looking around um, as far as teams, long-sided was kind of what he was going with in terms of a place that he can grow with. He said, I felt like there was no better place for me than Phoenix, and it really made it that much easier to know that they were as excited in me as I was in them. Mm -hmm. And so... It's obvious that the two of them are hoping that he can continue to grow within who he is as a basketball player. And Gilbert in the chat also brought up an interesting point, too. And I don't know if you guys agree or not, but Gilbert said Monty's short leash completely made his confidence disappear in the playoffs. The dude didn't even want to take an easy floater and passed it up. I, Do you feel like that might have because this was Josh Okogie's first introduction into 
starting with such high caliber players at that point too? I don't think it's necessarily that. I will say, listen, we've we've gone at length about the inconsistency Monty had regarding his bench um, and, and and certain players, even in DA to a certain degree. Like, and I wasn't happy with that. Um, I I could see how it would screw up your head while when you've been the starter for most of the season as that fifth starter, and then you get to the playoffs and boom, game one. Nah, we're gonna do Tory instead. Like. I could see how that would screw you up. And then the next series, you're back to being the starter. That would kind of make things a little wonky, but I don't think that was the only reason because he, had, he hadn't been playing very well for a, for a long stretch on the offensive side before they even got to the playoffs, even after they got KD and he had even wide, more wide open shots. So that's on him. Like He's got to perform at a better uh, place. I will say, I was literally just about to say, I mean, he probably stayed too because he was like, well, maybe I can get more consistency out of the next coach that could have been a factor but that wasn't the total reason why i think he was inconsistent last year gilbert brought up the mask in the chat too gerald i'm disappointed you didn't go into <laughs> specific stats with and without uh, the mask <laughs> yeah. but uh you know i did want to bring up trying one to mask thing. his deficiencies that's why. Oh, oh, this guy wow Look at this guy gerald, gerald's rubbing off on you there man uh i i do want to say this and i'm not happy about this when it comes to josh Akogi. Did you see the Suns Instagram stole the, uh, the, the Phantom, Phantom of the, of the Footprint, footprint which did. started here? Let's make yeah. that very clear. And mm. they used that on their uh, on their Instagram a, a couple be, weeks you ago. Should you should be happy. No, it's, they embrace It's like my the child show. stealing stuff from me, like because the, I helped launch those accounts, and then you know, like. Do you, does Ro often steal <laughs> stuff from you? Say, Not yet, but when she you grows up, how do you know that's what it feels like? I'm just imagining that that's what it feels like. He just, he just wants his proper credit for okay, the name, that's all. His royalties. <laughs> I've, um, been, I've been washed away from uh, all that. No, well, I mean, someone brought it up in the chat, though. Like, in terms of, I think, in terms of him struggling to adjust from being a starter and then being demoted for the first round, like, we can't overlook the fact that Tory Craig was great in that yeah, first round. Like, it was a good adjustment. I do think it probably played a role in Okogi struggling when he was inserted back into the starting lineup. But I think part of it is he gets a lot of his energy from the defensive side of the ball. And Jamal Murray was just on a heater in that yeah. playoff series. Like, yeah. the Suns held him to his least efficient series during the Nuggets championship run. But, like, he had a couple of games where he went off where Okogi was unable to make his normal impact against a player of that caliber. And that, I think, is where he kind of lost his confidence is the defensive side of the ball is supposed to be my haven. That's where I get going. That's where I get amped up. And when he couldn't do that, you know, those threes suddenly seem a lot harder to knock down, I think. Um, so that's something that he'll need to get back to if he does win the starting job or if he's coming off the bench Well, this and this year. that would have been Josh Okogie's first legitimate experience within playoff basketball yes. in the NBA, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So whether it had to do with him starting the not starting, um, not necessarily having as much success defensively, in addition to those things, it could have also just been nerves. Yeah, and, uh, sure, you got yeah. a lot of pressure on your shoulders now. You're in a place that you've never been before, and you're trying to navigate all that comes with that. Mm. And he, ha he had a heavier load to carry than I think what maybe he even anticipated at the beginning of the season he would carry. I mean, I know he talked openly about thinking that he is 
has the ability to be a starter in this league. I don't know that many NBA players wouldn't have that sort of a mindset in the first place, Mm -hmm. but he is younger and that was his first go at it. So I think there's a lot to be said there. And hopefully he learned a lot from that too, for this upcoming season. Yeah. Secure Mike D in the chat says a Kogi starting as a failure. I'd love to hear why Mike feels that way. Uh, You know, but as a group, do you, do you think he's that fifth starter? We talked about KBD earlier in the week and we look at a Kogi, I think those are the two logical options there. Is a Kogi's defense enough to make you guys feel like he should be the starter there? So I, I think it's going to come down to whether a Kogi can shoot well enough from three or KBD can prove that he can guard ones mm-hmm. to win that starting job. Because we talked to Tom Petrini, who was a Spurs writer and reporter uh, earlier this week, and he was we asked him, you know, can he be counted on to guard ones? Like, can he guard Steph Curry and John Morant and these guys? And he was kind of like, eh, like you can switch him on to him, but I don't know about like full time. And I think that in the playoffs, you can utilize that. You can utilize a guy who has the length mm-hmm. and the switchability to maybe make up for those possessions. But over a full 82 game grind, I don't know if that's the role that you want KBD in. And again, if you have a Kogi coming off the bench, there's some overlap in terms of what he does with Jordan Goodwin. And I don't know, like, yeah, you're going to stagger the bench guys with your big four or your core four or whatever, but that's two non-shooters sharing the floor at the same time and they fill kind of the same role. I feel like a Kogi, even if you're a little undersized with those three in the backcourt, he's got the wingspan, the athleticism to make up for that. He brings what you want defensively. And offensively, it's not like he just is going to get open threes. Like, he's a pretty good cutter. Um, He's good as a screener. They experimented with that a little bit. And he's huge on the offensive glass in terms of generating extra possessions. Like, he puts rim pressure. He gets to the rim. He gets to the foul line. He's physical. They could use a little bit more of that. So I, I do think when you add that with his defensive metrics, like 99th percentile in on ball perimeter defense. He, he's, he can't be overlooked. I don't know that he's going to win the starting job, that he's the right answer as a starter, but I'm definitely not just going to hand the job to KBD right off the bat just yet. I think it's Utah's to lose. Yeah? No. Okay. <laughs> Gerald was like, please yeah, explain. I, will, I wasn't sure because people, <laughs> people, <laughs> people have been throwing Utah in there. And I I'm mean, like, listen, Utah's going to be fun to watch. Yes. We're going to have a lot of enjoyable moments. I don't know that... At least at the beginning of the season, I would say it's between Josh Okogi and KBD. I mean, sure. that's that's I was that's the assumption for sure. Um, I, I think there's a lot. I do like what Gerald said about you know the, how they kind of counteract each other in terms of what you can and can't do, and which one will be better suited. And they're going to have to prove that in training camp. I I feel like that fifth starter role, to be honest, is kind of wide open. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I know we have focused on two guys specifically, but it could be. Uh, a variety of different dudes um even, even and, jordan goodwin you know any any you might even look at it from a scenario of like okay this player might be better in that starting five to make that starting five really really good but we're going to keep him on the bench because that that second unit off the bench will be stronger if player a is here and we can supplement them with this person here so um kind of creating a little bit more depth um so i, I listen, they got so much flexibility. That's the greatest thing about this is they got a lot of depth. They got a lot of versatility. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to be able to have so many different options. And this obviously is not going to be the only lineup we see all season. Um, We're going to see a variety of different things, I'm sure, just because of injuries and and players needing a day off and so on and so forth. But that's that's what has me excited about this season. It's not even Bradley Beal. It's not KD. It's not Devin Booker. It's 
everybody else. What are what is everybody else going to do, and how are they going to react to all this, and how are they going to gel together? Because that's going to be the funnest part of the season. Okay, but Loki also really excited about booking Katie finding that chemistry too, because we didn't get a nearly enough of it last season. Right, and like. The snippet that we saw, there were really, really fun parts, mm -hmm. but I feel like it wasn't enough. So I'm actually still super excited to see how those two even go to the next level together. I felt like KD could never get into a good, solid In rhythm the playoffs, all, all season, like really. Mm -hmm. Like well, the I just, first eight games were we were. I mean, it doesn't really count. It's yeah, sort of they the were eight no with him and Josh Kogan. But it was they, fun. They, they were, but like I just never felt like you know we've seen KD. We've seen KD play at a very high level and just be efficient as hell. And just be one of the great, great players we've seen. And I don't feel like we got like pure KD no. at any point in time since he got over here. And that's, I am looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to him being kind of unlocked again um, in this system and not having to overthink or, or be hesitant on certain things. Cause he was trying to make sure that he didn't overstep his bounds from time to time. He mentioned that in several post games about like, sometimes I just gotta be a little bit more assertive. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just not KD. KD didn't do that when he was in golden state. Don't fucking do it. Now you're one of the greatest players of all time go. So I am looking for that, that kind of that bridging of the gap, if you will. And then adding in Bradley Beal to that, which listen, I know we watch Chris Paul, do some okie doke shit with other people and make them look stupid. Bradley Beal is going to do some of the same stuff. And I cannot wait for that because there's going to be a lot of highlights. There's honestly just a lot to look forward yeah. to with this upcoming season and this team. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. And it's crazy because KD, we all kind of, and I think most Suns fans would agree. We didn't get like vintage KD prime KD <laughs> and the guy still put up 29, nine and six. And I think part of it was just because Booker was playing at such an insane level. We were like, okay, when's KD going to have yeah. his game? And now we have a team that has KD Beal and Booker all capable of going to those heights, which is exciting. Well, I would also say that timing, I think timing mm -hmm. of, of KD's buckets, um, also contributed to the perception that he was not playing at his high of a level mm -hmm. um, because I thought that there were stretches there where, you know, they needed a bucket. They needed yeah. somebody to drop, and when Devin wasn't hitting or Devin was on the bench or whatever, and KD didn't come through in some of those opportunities, and that's what your eye tells you, like, oh, it's not right, you know what I mean, as opposed mm -hmm. to, like, Book and KD were just both grooving at the same time. You're just like, holy shit, nobody in the world's got a chance against these guys. Yeah. So normally when we discuss so far, we've discussed all the newcomers or some of the newcomers to this team. Obviously, we all know Josh Okogi, but we still wanted to get an, uh, another opinion on Josh Okogi. So we asked Eddie Johnson to give us his thoughts on J.O. Josh Okogi last year uh, I thought was a huge surprise. I know the Suns were very excited to get him last year. And for me watching him in Minnesota – his aggressiveness, uh, his ability to attack the rim. I definitely loved the acquisition. I knew defensively he was going to add a lot to the Suns, uh, but I didn't know to the level he did last year. It was a total surprise for me uh, last year. I thought he evolved as the season went along. Uh, I think he had to win his minutes. Uh, I thought he had the respect of his teammates based on what was coming out of camp and, and the way they were talking about him. But I think over the course of the season, that's when he started to have a serious impact on the thinking of Monty Williams and, and how he should play him. And so uh, with the acquisition of KD during the course of the season, it just became obvious that he was going to play a huge role uh, for this team. With his defense, uh, his ability to score, uh, I thought surprised a lot of people. 
Uh, but you can watch him in warm-ups, as I did, and I could tell that, you know, the kid it was just lacking confidence on his shot. He had a good rotation on his shot. He had good belief it would go in. Uh, and the consistency just had to ramp itself up. And I thought at times last year it did. But his ability to rebound, uh, compare him a lot to Bruce Brown uh, on the world champion Nuggets this past year, how with his size, his elevation, he's able to get in there and take rebounds away from big guys, put putbacks in, get out on the break. Uh, and then if he had the ball stuck in his hands at the end of a shot clock, he wasn't a huge liability not to be able to get a shot off. And so for me, uh, I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, I'm glad he's still a son because I think his defense, his energy off the bench, or whether it's a fifth starter or whatever, uh, is going to be huge and impactful for this team. So I expect Josh to still be in the rotation, still play a major role, uh, albeit more so defense, uh, just energy on the glass and all of that. But uh, he knows his way on this team. He knows his role, and I expect him to have a very good year. He he touched on something that was showing through in what Josh Okogie said about both sides mutually wanting to continue their relationship and what James Jones said um, both in his statement when the signing became official and to Dwayne Rankin in the interview about you know his grit, intensity, athleticism are vital to the success of our team. Um, he had a tremendous impact on our team last year in a specific role that we think can grow. So I do think that they envision, whether it's coming off the bench or in a starting role, they envision him being able to build on what he did here last year. Obviously, you would love to see him make more three-pointers, but they really like the energy he brings as a defender, the point-of-attack stuff, the offensive crashing the glass, all of the energy and hustle plays that he makes. And, you know, we, we've talked about a couple of candidates in terms of guys that will just dunk on somebody this year. Akogi's still one of the front runners because he had the best play the Suns had all last year when he blocked Jalen Green's jumper and then took it down and dunked on a guy like those are the plays that you don't expect, but you're starting to expect from him because of his athleticism and because of just the hustle that he plays with all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's definitely something that we can't allow to just kind of go under the radar, like the amount of energy and hustle that he brings night in and night out. Mm -hmm. You're never going to question that when it comes to him. No, no he, is, he is a fantastic motor, and I think he really is a James Jones type of guy. You see that in those quotes because he values that grit, that effort that defensive ability on the bench. I think he'd love him even more if he hit threes at the pace that James <laughs> Jones did, but yeah. I, I think he's very much the kind of guy that James likes. Yes. He will also never question if it was the right decision or not to stop at a Circle K and get snacks and a Polar Pop. It's always the right decision <laughs> to stop at a Circle K and get snacks and a Polar Pop. Also gas if you need that too. Circle K is literally my favorite place like, honestly, it's probably top five. Like, top being, five favorite being place? serious, like, like just like, every day-to-day -day normal functions in life, it's a top five spot Okay, okay. for me. I thought it was like, damn, you need to go some more places. <laughs> no, no, no. I love Circle K. Like, day-to-day. -day. I mean, no, day-to-day. -day, <laughs> like, I feel like everyone the has their coffee shop. They've got their gas station, the grocery store. Like, Circle K is definitely in my top for sure. five for Lin sure. Lindsay's top five are home and Circle K. Those are top five. <laughs> That's a repeat all the way to five. <laughs> yeah. One do, one do, one do. Yep, exactly. Because listen, they've got the they've got premium gas. They got the best coffee, beer, snack selection, the polar pops again. You know I love those. And they always have really good deals. Right now, 
you can get Powerade's four of them for five bucks. And when you purchase that, you could be one of 10 finalists entered to win a 2023 Ford Big Ben Bronco SUV. They also have buy two, get one free Monster Energy drinks and buy two, get one free Beatbox hard tea. Like there's always great deals. at And they also have the Coca-Cola. So that's facts. <laughs> Make sure you are not missing out on all the great stuff that we Circle K has to offer. Like right to now, <laughs> text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club. And you're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. So head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. You know what's so weird? In my neighborhood, I have literally one, one like commercial entity around me. And it's just Circle K for like a three square mile area. So I always get my snacks at Circle K. I get yeah. all my stuff. As, I feel like I go grocery shopping at Circle K. It's really a bad habit. Growing up in Chandler. But that's the thing. That's what I'm saying, though, is they make it so convenient because they have locations all over the yeah. place that are literally in the most convenient situations. Like yeah. I always, no matter what, I'm like from my way home from work, home to work, I can always find a Circle K on the right side of the road. Always. That's convenience. But when you live in central Phoenix and there's those middle suicide lanes where you can't make left-hand turns, it literally is life-saving. Yeah. The, the best part I'm is it saying. switches the side of the street depending on which way you're driving. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's how convenient the they are. The technology is just it, second to none. I'm just saying. Uh, fun fact. Growing up in Chandler, it was so convenient they had one catty corner to each other on the same intersection because – that's how bad you need to get there. They care. I'm about not kidding you. either. That's a real thing. They so. care about convenience and they care about limiting the amount of left hand turns you have to make. Yeah, there you go. They also care about the environment. And I hear they are organically growing watermelons, Gilbert. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> Just like Lindsay. <laughs> Just like Lindsay in her backyard. That's right. You know who's organically growing beer? Who? <laughs> Four Peaks. Yeah. Our friends over at Four Peaks. Uh, and just like the Diamondbacks roster that was organically homegrown, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they make the best beer. And they partner with the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are the official craft beer partner mm. of the D-backs. They've got that Rattle On Red Ale, which is as smooth as Corbin Carroll's swing. Uh, and it goes down as fast as he runs the bases. It's just that that great. I love me some rattle on red ale and guess what if you're at chase field enjoying the diamondbacks hop on over uh hop get it huh so it's a <laughs> it's a beer pun got it uh, hop on over to the four peaks draft room located on the suite level down the first base line we we love that place it's a lot of fun we went there for one of our takeovers it was fantastic uh, so make sure you follow Four Peaks at Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Don't forget, you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Listen, if you are going to be outside in your garden this weekend, <laughs> make sure your eyes are protected with some Shady Rays. Shady Rays makes premium polarized sunglasses. These are this is gear that is built to last. They are an independent sunglass company with a world-class product. They also have the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. They have your back long after you purchase. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use that code PHNX. For 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. This is where we should have pulled out our shady raids because 
Katie had some shade thrown at him today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By an unfortunate. A medical professional. Source. Yeah. Source. yeah. I, this was not on my bingo card. Like, no. not in in any capacity would I have thought that Dr. J was going to come out and throw shade at Kevin Durant this year. I would have never, never had that on my I, bingo I, card. I, I, yeah. I, are we playing the clip or But no? he did. And he wants to have a chance at winning the championship. Right. And he doesn't think he can get it there. Right. So... So that's that's a good reason. Yes. You know, for him, but a guy twenty six or twenty seven hopping just wanting to hop around. That's not how many times Durant has hopped around. No, for real. OKC to Golden State to ready to go after that. Now he's in Phoenix. Well, you don't respect that. I have I have beef with Dr. J now. I, I so do I, and he used to be one of my favorite players. But I just this is such a bad take. So bad. First of all, he got lucky by winning a championship towards the end of his career uh, because he held on quite a while. He was faithful to his franchise. Uh, like I said, like he should thank his lucky stars that he got a championship. Otherwise, he'd be just like Barkley. He'd be a great one that never won one. Mm. And then you move over to listen. You don't get to bag on KD because you're trying to reward. Uh, Damian Lillard for being faithful and faithful almost really kind of negligence. It was negligent. Like he should have left a long time ago. That team wasn't going anywhere uh, after the bubble. That was the time to go because that you, maybe you maybe you play one more year after the bubble and then after that, like two years ago, is when he should have said, "I got to go somewhere where I can win a championship." Mm -hmm. It's not KD's fault that he had phenomenal years. He won an MVP in in OKC and he got to a certain point. And people still kept saying the stupid fucking thing that we always hear all the time. Well, he hasn't won a title, so he ain't shit. So he won a title because he was like, I want to win a title so everybody get off my back, basically. He won two of them. I don't see anything wrong with that. I absolutely see nothing wrong with that. Also, and that's such, an, that's such an old, old hoop head take. I hate it. My biggest beef with this is he's like, look at how much KD's hopped around. He's been in the league for 17 years. He's only played for four teams. Right. Free agent when he left two of them. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, two of them. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah, only forced to trade one time, and it was last year. But that's part of the problem here. Guys like Dr. J played in a league where there was no such thing as free agency, yep. and nobody could push for a trade because players didn't have that power. So this idea of you should only play for one franchise, it... I love my father. He watches the show all the time. But I used to get the, well, why have you had so many jobs, uh, you know, in, in the first Because things aren't the way yeah, they used to be. Because, <laughs> because companies ain't going to be loyal to me, so mm -hmm. I'm going to do what's best for for me as an individual in a lot of places. Except here. Right. Here's totally different. Yes. Here's, totally different. Here's totally different. <laughs> um, like, but, I'm stuck. But before this. You're stuck yes. with me. Before like, I mm, found the best okay, company. Okay, let me write that work. down real quick. But you... you it's it's that mentality, right? And yeah. and Dr. J didn't have those opportunities. He played he played for two franchises, and one of them got absorbed into the other league, and they were forced to trade him because they didn't have enough money. So he probably would have played for for the Brooklyn Nets or the the New York Nets at the time his entire career if they had had the financial wherewithal. But he didn't have any choice. And I think these guys get bent out of shape because they didn't. And this is the way that it was when I was playing. So everybody should have to play by that same kind of kind of rules if they want to win a title because it was tough for me. Well, that's great. That's not today's game.
Yeah, it, not to disrespect one of the all-time greats, but it is an old-school take, and it, it's one of those things where it, it still continues to persist to this day, not just by the older generation. Like, there are people that have a problem with stars forcing their way to certain teams, and I understand that. They're, I understand the want for there to be a line drawn at a certain point. Um, like, people are bringing up the Dame Lillard stuff now, but at the same time, nobody bats an eye when a team trades a player away right. and it, it's it could just be business right it could be against their will they could have no choice in it or they could want to go somewhere but either way like nobody thinks twice about that and like i i don't understand the coming after kevin durant like lebron has done the same shit we didn't hear anything about lebron in that and you're not going to tell me like i understand lebron going back to cleveland and winning a title there probably bought him some good some goodwill but do you think he would have gone back to cleveland if they weren't going to get kyrie irving and kevin yeah. love on the same team if Dwayne Wade wasn't like aging and it was pretty clear, like, okay, I'm not going to win any more titles here. Like these guys are doing what's in their best interest and there's nothing wrong with that. They're trying to win championships because all they hear online is about how this player doesn't have enough titles or mm -hmm. this player hasn't broken through and won a championship. Like you have to do everything so specifically. You have to stay with one franchise, be loyal through the highs, the lows, break through, win a title and anything outside of that, you're suddenly not doing it the right way and it's yeah. bullshit but have I, we seen any star uh since since the advent of free agency and that stuff that was so so loyal to their team that never asked for that kind of trade people say kobe they forget he asked for a yeah, trade I, he almost got traded to chicago the mm -hmm. only one that i can think of is steph curry steph curry yeah, has never fair. requested a trade that's but fair. again like steph you have to fall into the right situation at the right time steph curry Drafted by the Warriors under Mark Jackson, played, and then they switched the the whole system, and they got new leadership, and they got uh, a new front office, and they were the aggressors, and they were trying to make Steph happy by getting key superstars like a Kevin Durant, and they also built from within. Like it was like it's like a a, a series of fortunate events for Steph Curry to have that happen. We're hoping we're seeing the exact same thing here in Phoenix because yeah. Devin Booker's been here this entire time. We hope that he's going to stick it out the entire time he's here, and we're adding superstars to the mix to make sure that he feels like he's being supported and he has a chance at a title. But if if we didn't get these superstars, hell, you know they'd be talking about Devin Booker possibly beginning getting traded. So, they did so for the, six years. Yeah, like it's always the next thing. Hell, the Knicks are talking about that right now, mm -hmm. those fuck sticks. So, like, it's just... <laughs> one of those things where like you have to it, you have to fall in line at a perfect moment if it doesn't happen like it is with dame and largely for most of dame's career they've been playoff contenders but they've never been serious championship contenders and it's and it's it's kind of it's on him that he didn't request trade earlier but it's also on the organization for not trying to bolster their product more to help dame out and now he's stuck where he is but you don't get to you don't get to bag on KD because he recognized the moment and the threshold that they were at in OKC and he, him wanting to be like you know what I want a title I don't feel like we're going where we need to go I'm out no. I, you don't get to bag on him for that no and to Lindsay's point two of those times he he switched franchises were free agency the other time if you look at that mess in Brooklyn how many people wouldn't have asked? I mean, Harden asked out. Mm -hmm. Kyrie wound up leaving uh, and a had demanded uh, a trade. Like, it's not It's not as if it was all hunky-dory there and he was like, screw you guys, I'm out. No, yeah. it was a messed up situation. 
too. I also yeah. didn't love his remarks off the top, like when he first started answering the question, because to me it was kind of throwing shade at the player empowerment movement that we've seen in the mm -hmm. NBA. And I am 100% on board with players making more money, having more opportunities to make money outside of basketball, whether that's just like what we talked about earlier this week with opening up another avenue of places that players can invest in when it comes to cannabis and things of that nature. Because without these players, we don't have NBA basketball. Yeah. Like, I wish that players back in the day, I mean, you talked about it with EJ yesterday on the show. If back in the day, players were not fairly compensated for what they were bringing to the table. Yeah. And now we're starting to see, thank goodness, and it's been like this for a while, right? We're seeing players become more fairly compensated for what they bring to the table. The players are who we all pay, who we tune in to watch. We're not play. We're not tuning in to watch an ownership group who owns a team. To be fair, Matt Ishbia in that one Nuggets game was worth the price of admission I mean, to watch. That but. game, yes, but the players, uh, player empowerment should never be a bad thing. No. But but it, it took it. Listen, it took a unique situation and a unique individual to start to change that forward. And mm. Dr. J came in at the tail end of that. When Michael Jordan came into the league, and if you saw the movie Air, you know what we're talking about in terms of his mom having the 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 foresight to say, no, he should get a percentage of all the shoes that were being sold instead of everybody else that was just taking the deal and the money up front for them to use their name and likeness. Mm -hmm. And it changed the whole game. And that's that single moment changed everything for the future of the NBA. And it really educated a lot of players like, oh, shit, that's an option. And then you once once you've opened up the door a little bit, you start to recognize all these other little things. And and that's how the whole player empowerment era really evolved over time. And unfortunately, I feel like to a some degree, they've kind of limited themselves with this new CBA and they're not going to get the flexibility that they were. They, they kind of enjoyed for the past decade um, because of the CBA and the limitations of that and the salary uh, structures, which is kind of ironic because I never thought that they would sign a deal like that, in my opinion. And I think that's going to be horrible for them moving forward. But in terms of marketing and all the other revenue, like Dr. J, hell, he had Converse. You yeah, think he, he made uh, shit, You think he made less than a percent of what Michael Jordan's made in his career? Not even close. Not even close. Well, I mean, even back when Nike hit the scene, right? Like they were just offering like, hey, we'll pay you 500 bucks to wear mm -hmm. our shoes. Mm -hmm. it, it, like it was not even yeah. remotely close to what it is these days but, as far as extra money that you can make on the side. Yeah. To be fair to Dr. J, uh, this isn't a one-time thing. He's a cantankerous individual. I've met him a few times. Oh, he's an asshole. And he's a little sassy. I met yeah. him with somebody in, in Ann Myers Drysdale who actually is friendly with him. So I had an in, and he still was kind of cantankerous. Yeah. I mean, uh, so that's that's kind of this guy's mo. I, yeah. I think you ask him anything, you're probably going to get that kind of answer. I met him at the Pac-12 tournament, and I was like, "Wow, you suck." You know who was chilling though? Magic was awesome though. Who? Katie's chilling. Katie is not <laughs> like he may be living rent free in somebody else's head, but Katie out here just having a great time this off season. He's been all over the place, and this photo. Recently came out. He's hanging out with the Washington Commanders, just taking it all in, getting ready for football season. I love his shirt. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. <laughs> I'm kind of worried about this though because it's Commanders Cardinals Week One. You know, he's lucky this oh. game isn't in Arizona because fans would it, seeing him in that gear. I wonder if they would have booed. I, I yeah, I wonder. 
No, you don't boo KD. Like, like Mikael Bridges was a big Phillies fan. KD's from DC. Like, let him yeah, like football, his team. Football fans are different, though. It's not. I mean, we like did. He's, he's a Rams fan. Mikael was a Rams fan. Yeah, people gave him shit fun for at him. him. Yeah, but it was more like a. It was playful. Friendly. For yeah, sure. it could have been very a playful. playful. People, some there, people there, cross the line. There are yeah. some people that are like, I can't believe he doesn't embrace everything Arizona. I'm right. like, dude, he doesn't live here. Right. He didn't grow up here. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. I don't blame. Yeah, he grew up in. In the Washington area, of course he likes. I yeah. mean, that's just the way it is. So. Yeah. We're talking about a lot of uh, big-time names in this segment, so let's keep going. Devin Booker, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best basketball players. This is so cool. Hanging out. It's the greatest of all time and Michael Jordan, baby. <laughs> With Michael Jordan. We have zero context from his Instagram stories, at no. least that I was able to decipher. Mm-hmm. But Book and MJ, they're BFFs now. I like to imagine on the other side, it's Devin looking distraught, handing over some cash to Michael because he lost a bet. Because Mike looks real happy <laughs> in that photo. He looks real happy. Um, if I'm just uh, tinfoil hatting here, going to try and like stir the pot of rumors, mm. I would like to think that because Michael Jordan has exited his ownership responsibilities recently, that maybe this is just an olive branch to come join the Suns. In some capacity. I don't know if we want it in an executive hey, role, but hey, I would love no, to have him in Phoenix. Not in an executive no, role, I necessarily. Come on, Lindsay. I know Isaiah, there's, I know there's a lot of history Tab- there. Isaiah Thomas is already here, oh. and he and MJ hate yeah, each other. So that's fair, too. Isaiah Thomas probably saw that photo and started shaking. Oh. <laughs> He's mad. He's probably mad. Yeah, that's funny. I just don't mind. I don't mind goats hanging out with each other. That's all. His face greeting Devin Booker is evident anybody's face greeting Devin Booker. It's pretty cool. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping it has something to do with Devin's shoe. You know, obviously MJ. That'd be cool. Big I mean, Nike maybe. guy. I'm kind of hoping that maybe there was a little of that going on. Maybe he was on. laughing at his last rendition of the shoe. Damn. You see that shit that, that we, shit was if that's your shoe, you suck, dude. <laughs> He's like, oh man, Air Jordan, uh, not so much. <laughs> like, let me give you some pointers. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry, know. Devin. <laughs> and took strays for no reason. Yeah, that's yeah we did throw some strays at Devin there what? for just a hot second. But here's the deal. This weekend, if you are looking to relax, if you are looking to maybe get some really good sleep, if you're looking for a little bit of fun, our friends over at OGs have exactly what you need. The OGs lineup is stacked. They've got the new the fruits and the creams assorted pack. They've got their sleep edition gummies, the strawberry and creams happy balance gummies, the lightweight friendly mini OGs. Our friends over at OGs definitely have something for you no matter what you're looking for. We highly recommend you check them out online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at ogsbrands and you can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Aspo. Folk you. Oh, wait, I read yeah. it wrong. I meant Foco. I, I totally read yeah. that ad wrong. Why me, though? <laughs> because we banter with the ads now. Why that's, the way, that's the way this works, right? <laughs> I meant Foco, everybody. Unreal. Come on, Foco. One of, uh, like one of our favorite. Right <laughs> I know. <laughs> one of our favorite fighting. sponsors here is Foco. The they corner. helped us to, uh, decorate the set here and in the commission, our other studio. <laughs> They've got the best gear that you're looking for. Officially licensed for sp- all sports, all fandoms. Check it out. And baseball season is here. We talked about that a lot already. But they have some great shirts. I mean, the kind of shirts that Derek Montilla would wear. You know, mm-hmm. Take that how you will. 
All right, which uh, are some fun Aloha shirts. They've got the straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need to go to the game, support your favorite team. They got it. And all the knickknacks and, and everything that you could want for sports. FOCO always has our backs as Arizona sports fans, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting FOCO.com and using that code PHNX. For all non-presale items, you're going to get 10% off by using that code. You made Emma cry. <laughs> I was literally in tears in, behind in a her good back. way or a bad I don't way? know. I can't see her. The I don't know what's here. happening. She's full out tears right <laughs> she, now. <laughs> she really, really likes Derek's shirts, and I insulted her. You may, you no, 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 no. I have like horrible allergies right now, and my eyes will not stop watering. <laughs> and it's been doing this for the past five minutes, so I've just been crying behind the back for like five minutes. That's unfortunate. It's um, an emotional episode. I, I'll give you that. That's what you know. Most has really dope shirts. <laughs> Is this where you tell me to poke you to? <laughs> we do. Oh, we have really we dope shirts here at PHNX. And if you become a diehard, you get one for free upon signing mm. up. You also get a bunch of other perks like access to the Discord, the diehards only Discord, which has been insanity the last oh, couple of days. So fun. It's been like, wild. Wild, but a lot of fun. Uh, you get access to diehard only uh, articles from Espo and Gerald. You also get pre sale well, and early I access to I've events. <laughs> four. <laughs> I got you get those twice a year articles from Espo <laughs> three times a week from Gerald. <laughs> well, she tried to throw an olive branch and it burned to the ground. That's See, this is why I'm not nice to them, you guys. Like, you can't blame me. You can't blame me for when I'm sassy on this show. Look at what I have to deal with. I try to be nice one time, and they shit. just rip I mean, me to the I appreciate. I feel like we're just saying, you know the product. Look, I, I appreciate you. And who does write newsletters? I, she gave them the headlining spot too. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I appreciate. I literally will never say a nice thing about any of you ever again. Are you happy now? No, yeah. let's. Are you it's happy like a now? dramatic correction. <laughs> Lindsay, well, I, it, so. you, can't have, you can't have your cake and eat it too, I Gerald. appreciate it. My every six this month every effort to write me. something <laughs> deserves some credit. He really right? slaves for those six months <laughs> leading up to its release. I, I write one word a day for six months and I get there. Right? Anyway, become a diehard. <laughs> Just do it. Go oh, oh. uh, Much like the show, I only write all caps though, <laughs> so it's like I'm screaming. So. But oh, by the way, uh, happy birthday to John Lee in the chat. He happy said, birthday. "Happy birthday, John!" Oh, yeah, you, you know happy birthday, John. It? But also, fifty uh, percent sale yeah. going on right now <laughs> at PHNX at uh, the locker. So check it out. It's fun. It's free. Yeah. Get yourself a birthday gift with a shirt and one of Espo's half-year articles. <laughs> my last one My last one was like three months ago, so check in there. I'm, I'm halfway to the next one, all right? Chris Paul was still on the roster. The last so basically, moral of the story, sign up soon or else you'll miss one of Espo's articles. That's all I'm saying. You've got three months, all right? <laughs> I hate all three of you, um, and I will probably dislike you even more oh after this gosh. conversation. I am not looking forward to this oh, at all. Man. This one goes out to actually Don's bread in the Discord. Mm -hmm. 
friend of the pod. Shout out. Super homie. Mm-hmm. The uh, man who started the most ridiculous argument that's been going yes. on for three days in Discord and in the office. Yeah. We are going to draft bread today, you guys. Yes, that's right. Bread. But the problem that we have faced mm-hmm. over the last couple of days is um, coming up with a clear agreement on what counts as bread within this draft anyway. And we ultimately decided that we never follow the rules on this draft anyway. So I, we're just going to let most yes. things fly except for a And if something few. does pop off that we don't want to let fly, we will put it up for a vote between all five of us mm. and majority rules. Yep. I feel like the line is, is it glazed? If it's glazed, <laughs> it's out. All right? I don't know if that's a fair line. Again, we'll vote on it. There's an odd number of us, so that's all about it. We're gonna vote on. All right, Emma, you uh, came up with the random order today. What 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 order we drafted? All right. So also before we start, comments are off for these guys, so they can't see them. (laughs) Lindsay, turn them off on your laptop. Um, we are going Saul, Lindsay, Espo, Gerald. Best bread. Go Saul. Awesome. I can't wait to come in last place. Uh, my first uh, selection uh, is tortillas. Okay. Okay. Are we counting tortillas? Yes. We're yes. Counting we're counting tortillas. tortillas. Okay. Oh wow, that went a lot easier than I thought it was going. You to thought out. you were going to be in for a fight. I, I so don't. Too. Tortillas I mean, is a tough one for me. I mean, it's 17th it's ranked on my list, but you can have it. <laughs> I love tortillas, See? but I feel like tortillas is a. It's tough. They're it's versi- borderline. It depends on how you're looking at it because in terms of what it can do with other foods, tortilla has to be near the top of the list in terms of like just by itself, not so much. But, the, I mean, so that's... It depends on how you're looking at it. I don't think it. I agree with that. Tortilla with all that. by itself all mm-hmm. the time. Tortilla with a little bit of butter? With but- But that's not by itself. That's But I will eat a tortilla by itself all the time. I'm just saying with you could butter. do a tortilla by itself. You could do a tortilla with butter, and then you could add more and more and more things, and it just great, greater and greater and greater. But a tortilla by itself still slops. I don't know if I agree. I'm with you, Saul. Make your pick. I think I'm going to go King's Hawaiian Rolls. Okay. I'll give you that. That was number one on my power ranking. So, <laughs> so now he's mad. <laughs> I, no, I'm not mad. I think it should have gone okay. there. Probably should have gone one if I'm being. I don't know. I'm being it's, honest here, but uh, it's a first round pick for sure. Uh, so I got three that I'm I'm debating here. I'm gonna go controversial pick. I'm gonna go banana bread. Wow. I, is it controversial? That's no. A, I feel like that's well, a high pick. They were arguing in, in this room if it counted earlier. So, <laughs> Granted, that yes. was Sean DePaz. That was Sean DePaz. I'm not going to throw shade on Sean because Sean <laughs> understands the spirit of what we were trying <laughs> to talk about. The, and the spirit of what you and twisted. Sean were trying to talk no, about, not the rest of us. His argument was twisted. No. I got you, Sean. <laughs> um, all right, so I got back-to-back picks here. I'm going to go with garlic bread. Good call. And garlic bread is goaded. And croissant. Okay. So back to me. I'm going to go with uh, a red lobster cheesy biscuit. I'm Ooh. going very specific okay. on this one. But here's the deal. Like, that's a good choice because don't they make, like, frozen versions of that now in the grocery mm. stores because so many people yep. love So I have a question about this pick. Hmm. Are we allowed from here on out to draft either cheesy bread or biscuits? Cheesy bread, definitely. I think biscuit. Biscuits mine need so to be speci- a little more specific, I would say. Okay. Like, I don't like think you could so. just say biscuits. 
I think it would. Why can you not say I biscuit? I mean, maybe. I think you could. Maybe. Excluding the biscuit I chose. Okay. Say, or right. in addition to, I suppose. So like, those are both still on the board. If sure. It's definitely okay. cheesy bread. Sure. Okay. I'll go with that. Okay. So garlic bread and banana bread are off the table. Does a soft pretzel count? Yes. hundred percent. Yes, it does. All right. I'm taking a soft pretzel. Okay. I back to back. Yes. Yes. You have back to back. I will take uh, pita bread. Mm, that's okay. solid. Good call. And I will take naan. Okay. okay. That's a good one too. Going a little international with the picks. I like it. Okay. I think I'm going to go focaccia. Well, you uh, know what? I, you know what I'm noticing. Mad at you. Saul likes flat so bread. Focaccia's <laughs> great. That's literally one of the best bread. It absolutely is. It's so soft, and when you toast it, it gets real nice and yes. crunchy on the outside, but it stays super soft it's on the inside. Perfect for Italian sandwiches. All of the different like seasonings yeah. that you can. Oh my gosh, so it's great! Good. It's a great so pick. It's me now, right? Yes, it's you now. Yeah, I'm going Olive Garden breadsticks because okay. I could eat those instead of a meal at that mm -hmm. place. Okay. Hmm. That's a good choice. Let's see here. Um, are we allowing toast? I feel like if I feel like you got to pick a s type of bread, like white wheat, whole wheat, okay. rye, sourdough, okay. and then you can add toast to that end of that. But I think you have to pick a style, right? Yeah, because yeah, I. Yeah. I do not think that you can take toast. I think you can take a type of bread. If you want to add toast, yeah. sure. Yeah, because toast isn't a type of bread. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's a, just I a mean, way to, it's the way you cook a piece yeah. of bread. I mean a lot of the things on here are not a type of bread, but it's the way you prepare it. Like it's the way you cook it. Well, here you're outnumbered anyway because Emma, I mean, Espo, and Lindsay, yeah. three to two, even if Saul did vote for I'm you. Just poking I didn't say anything. Isn't, isn't garlic bread just toast with garlic? I'm not voting on either way. Isn't garlic bread just toast with garlic? Uh, who I mean, it's literally just toasted why? bread who with garlic. Jacob yeah, I don't know why Jacob's <laughs> piping in. Because I'm watching. Because I'm watching. Um, okay, well then I will go... Uh, Italian bread and let's go brioche. Great choice. Okay, isn't it? that's delightful. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell if you meant that or if you were being sarcastic. No, brioche is delightful. Okay, okay good. It is. <laughs> I was like, are we going to have to fight about brioche bread? It's so good. I don't want to do it, but I will. Am no. I, am I right in this sourdough still on the board? It, it is. is. Yeah, give me a nice sourdough. I'm not a huge sourdough. I'm person. not either. Like, I don't think it's bad. It's just not one Sa that I would pick first. Obviously. Sourdough is elite. Top five. Top five. It's good. Elite. Top five is mm. top five. Um, That's high. I'm gonna go cornbread. Mm. I love cornbread. Okay, cornbread. Special, <laughs> specifically, like if we wanted to go specific, the blue jiffy box. Oh yes. Oh, yeah, so that's where you good. Yeah. Milk and one egg. <clears throat> Best cornbread of all time. Sorry, I'm still like it's getting just so over good. his. That's <laughs> <laughs> the mic. Uh, back to back? Back to back. These are your last two, too. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, pancake. Okay. 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 Yeah. Here's where we're getting chaotic. What's okay. the vote, you guys? What's the vote? I'm going to say nah. No shot. I'm going to say yes because I don't want to break Saul's flat bread run he's got going on here. <laughs> I because this is the strategy he's going for. Unleavened bread. <laughs> <laughs> Next is cracker from Saul. That's going to happen. Hey, if you guys don't like it, that's oh, fine. Why? Okay. What's the argument against pancake here? 
it's batter. It, I would, yeah, I don't. I oh, would call it more okay. of a batter Instead than of a, a yeah. Okay. I feel Instead like of a dough. All right. Okay. Pizza crust. Okay, oh, I'll any give you that specific? one. That I'm one so, I will give you. I'm so mad at you for drafting that. <laughs> Why? Why are you mad at him for drafting pizza crust? Because we just talked about it before the show, and I made the joke. If you want to draft pizza crust, go ahead. Like, don't. I don't hate. Hey, but pizza the crust pick. can be good. No, some there, pizza crust is super bomb. And it's flat. (laughs) What's your last flat bread pick? I need to know now. My last flat bread pick (laughs) is money. Oh, Oh, boo. Get that bread, 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 baby. You know what? Jacob, I'm going to allow it. Oh, I kind of, I kind of so- fuck with that shit. <laughs> no, I kind of fuck with that shit. Not gonna lie, I'm gonna count Look, that shit. None of you can ever give me shit for a dad pun ever again. If we're allowing this. If Lindy, this is sanctimonious. Do we not? Do we not remember what Lindy? When we were doing chicken nugget draft, and she selected yes. McDonald's chicken nugget with we five different do, sauces. We yes. didn't do a draft. We did a rank and file. Five. And I told you five. ahead of time, I have not had chicken nuggets five. from five different establishments. And you said, figure it out. So I freaking figured <laughs> I, it I'm, out. I'm hey, giving Saul the, the I will not take oh. this slander about chicken nuggets my, again. My other alternative today was to, uh, was to draft <laughs> five different white breads from five different brands. <laughs> I thought that was going to be Lindsay's. But I decided I against it. I it was going to be Lindsay's. Done it, so I went a different route. You should have done it. Listen, I'll allow money. I'm fine with it. I think it's funny. <laughs> Everyone's saying if cornbread counts, then money should I'm count. I'm so too. mad Lindsay because Jacob Smith. made that joke when I walked in about our bread draft. Oh, and I was he? like, no, if I made that joke, they'll crucify me. <laughs> and now but, Saul is but closing But he drafted. He didn't make a joke. It was uh, a serious pick for Saul. It fit his strategy. Oh All right. Gosh. Everything's flat. We're allowed. We're lying right, money. So this is my last pick. Gosh, there's so many good ones still that are on. There the are a lot. I'm just going to list off a couple and you two will just have to deal with that. So left on my board, I have Sonoran hot dog bread because it's always so good. <laughs> That's a hot dog bun. But the bun, the bread, the hot dog bun for Sonoran hot dogs are so good. It's the same is that, as any other. You just no, made it's Sean not. So accepting. No, is it's hot, not. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> I don't we're know. Not doing not, this. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, there's a different a type of bread for Sonoran hot dogs. Anyway, the Texas Roadhouse rolls. Those are the good. rolls from Golden Corral. Do we still have picks? KFC yeah. biscuits yeah. and pumpkin bread are pick. all still on my, okay. my yeah, list. That was like two thirds of my list, too. The Texas Roadhouse rolls. And that's a good one. You have to go that yeah. one. Those are good. All right, Espo. All right. What's your final one? Does French toast count? I no, if I had it on, don't count, then French toast can't count. I had it on my big board. Hold on. But French toast, you actually bread. make it out of bread. No, that's a tough one. You're right. I think, I think French toast counts. French toast counts. counts. Then French toast it is. Good closing pick. French it up. Was, I was torn between that and between bagels because it was the source of this whole argument <laughs> even starting. And it feels weird that we're not going to draft it at all. I think it's I think it's karma, Don's bread, that we don't draft <laughs> that, that we, shitty ass bread. That we what? fought over this <laughs> for days and ultimately yes. didn't make well, our top well, 20. We crocheted his way. <laughs> that on. was a terrible suggestion. No, None of us it said wasn't, top it 25. It wasn't Don's bread. Oh, he didn't Is bring he it up. No, it was Sean. No. Sean no, no, no. In the, in the no, Discord. Don's bread said something about, uh, I, I don't remember, something about liking bread. Mm. I sarcastically ranked my top five breads, and it start, and we started yeah, chaos right. in the Discord. Right, but the conversation of if bagels should or should not count as a draftable item within the bread draft 
came directly from Sean. He yes. was just trying to get context on where the line was. And none of us said it was a top 25. Right. It was just a debate I didn't on what it, it was. It. He just said that he didn't think bagels should be allowed to be drafted. That's I just um, I just wanted to throw some shade Don's way. So there you go. All right. So I'm down Don to, just catching I'm down straight. to <laughs> bagels. I'm down to donuts. And I'm down to... Oh, hold on. We said donuts was you the line said of nuts. You donuts said that. Donuts is, is no for me. <laughs> Wait, no I can't me. shoot it down until they draft you. But I thought we had had this discussion before. Why is donuts too? not bread? It's literally bread it with literally glazing bread. on top. With, with glaze. I put it's it more in a, a pastry category. I, and pastries I, are bread. <laughs> There's bread and pastries. I said again. glaze was the... For me, glaze was the delineation. But you line. put fucking butter over the top of a... Of a, of a uh, yeah, you put all yeah, kinds put of shit on French toast. toast. Oh, put all kinds of shit on French toast. Yeah. That's still bread. No, I actually eat it without anything on it. Quite frankly, I do. You can make, but you still put it in a different batter to make it taste different. That's fair. But look, that's a that's a glaze. It doesn't matter. I'm going with fry bread. The correct answer is fry bread. Fry bread was was a good one too that I feel like was missed. You know what? I think you guys know what monkey bread is, right? Yeah. I think that was a good one we we all left. I agree, but I feel like I don't reach for it unless it just happens to be like. There. there, yeah, but then you can't stop eating it if it's there. Like that's, I suppose, it's that but like, I, when have you I'm, ever I'm been like, mm, I can really good go, go for a good monkey bread. Yeah, right, right now it sounds <laughs> really good. I feel like I never crave it. It's just if somebody happened to have had it at a function, mm. then I'll eat a little bit. That's sort of the vibe. Okay, so Saul has tortillas, pita bread, non <laughs> pizza crust, and money. <laughs> You might win this one for the first oh time ever in your God. entire life. That'd be funny if I won this. For the first time just the ever one you in your life. did not care about. <laughs> I have King's Hawaiian roll, soft pretzels, focaccia. All of, no, wait. Focaccia. I put that on the wrong one. That one's Espos. Uh, cornbread and Texas wait, roadhouse rolls. You did get focaccia. No, you did no, get focaccia. The Olive Garden breadsticks. Oh, I was yeah. about to read. That was oh, Espos. Oh, gotcha. Um... Espo has banana bread, lobster red cheesy biscuit, Olive Garden breadsticks, sourdough, and French toast. Red Rob, red no. lobster, not red, red robins. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've never, I've never <laughs> eaten a red robin biscuit, but they ain't as good as red lobster. That could <laughs> make all the difference. It really could. Look at What's that? With this guy? Red robin has biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go tonight. <laughs> um, and then Gerald has garlic bread, croissant, Italian bread, brioche, and fry bread. I feel like you drafted two of the same thing in garlic bread and Italian bread because no. Italian bread is the basis of that garlic bread. I, what's the difference? You're Italian or show. Educate me and tell me what the difference is between garlic and Italian bread. Italian bread is without the garlic. Garlic bread is Italian bread with a garlic uh, <laughs> butter brushed on the top of it. So, so it's basically the difference between a snoring hot dog bun and a regular hot dog bun. It's just the difference of what's inside. <laughs> yes. Right? What'd you say? Bush. I tuned you out. <laughs> awesome. M- MGG oh, Blue. No. Red Robin biscuits are just hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man oh Ooh. texas toast texas toast oh, that is a misfire that for sure that one for Damn. sure it's pretty, that one yeah out. that's a good one isn't that Liz- just two two slices of white bread no cut? you need to stop <laughs> no not even did, so leo did send us a super chat and said do you guys think a hot dog is a sandwich without going into full-on like war 
You want to give like a generic and like a basic yeah, answer? Yeah, here? you want a basic answer? No, no, it's not. Yeah. All right. Fucking no. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say no. I feel like a hot dog is its own yes. separate category. That's a hot dog. Yes. You never ask for a hot dog sandwich. Yeah, I just kind of feel like it's its own <laughs> thing. What kind of sandwich do you want? Oh, I'll take a hot dog. I'll take a hot dog. No. No, yeah. I meant like a real sandwich. That's I mean, the there's food not stand even real meat Look at it, us so. finally for one time ever agreeing on something. We came together at the end of the show. <laughs> it took long enough, right? Who would have thought? I love that nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody knows, nobody knows what this is. And it's going to stay that way. <laughs> oh, the shit that happens to people. The hand signs come back. I think we back, should post this one. Just because it's so ridiculous. We should post all of them. Um, but yeah. And I, you guys can vote on Twitter who you think drafted the best bread. I'm actually really excited for you, Saul, because I genuinely feel like this might be your best chance I, at winning one. No. I'm going to die laughing if it's the draft that he cares the least about. Uh, it's, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> I come in last every single draft. Be, though. <laughs> every no, single draft. Really Our names be. are on this, so, yeah, so some combination in of last. Lindsay and Gerald well, to be will fair, win. Last time we took the names off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, but I won, and that rarely happens if my name's on it. Yeah. If ever. Yeah. So the way this will go is one of you two will be first. The other mm -hmm. one will likely be second. And Saul and I will be battling it out for the bottom. That's how it happens every single time. Like I can't it's not my fault we're be popular. better. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like our hopes have been flattened like Saul's list of breads. Yeah, yes. I went mean girls. Yeah. You heard that. <laughs> I just ignored it. Okay, thank you guys for joining us on this Friday afternoon. We hope you guys have a super awesome weekend. We'll be back on Monday at 3 p.m. with the show for you. And until we see you then, be sure to give the show a follow on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can also follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. I'm just going to give a toast for my sign off. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want can be bread. Enjoy your weekend. Ahoy ho. control and ain't never gonna let go. BHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always.